Welcome to Cathedral of Holiness Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. I am Bishop Dawn R. Brown, Senior Pastor and Founder. I pray that today's message inspires, uplifts, challenges, and more importantly, helps you to make a decision about your spiritual journey. I hope you enjoy the message. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask that you would turn your attention to the scripture that was read for your hearing um, in the book of Psalms, the, 30, the 32nd Psalm. Um, when you have it, um, we're going to go ahead and start looking at verses, um, starting at, we're going to start with um, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with mine eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, shall, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Amen. Um, and from that portion of scripture, I like to lift up this um, subject, uh, the kingdom life part two. As you know, we did a little, we started off with the kingdom life and talking about the kingdom life on last week. And so we want to do part two on today. So um, yesterday in the, in the win with the work training uh, session on yesterday, Pastor Carl Day and Minister Dante Moore talked about when considering evangelizing your community that you should know who you are and show what you are worth. Pastor Carl said that people struggle in their identity because there is a failure of not knowing who they are and failing to show what they are worth. This is not just in the church. He said the same thing happens with some politicians and activists. Ultimately, it breeds a competitive narrative that we don't have to have with each other. It breeds competition instead of collaboration. We are to be clear with who we are and show how we can help and how we are willing to help. You may explain um, what you can bring to the table, but are you willing to help? He said, your true level of care is demonstrated by your level of commitment and consistency and what you promise and have presented yourself to be. Because those are the things that people do not forget. When you are engaging your community, people don't forget what you promised and who you presented yourself to be. Those are the things people will grade you on. If we pretend to be experts with all the answers and think you can cover all ground instead of knowing um, who we are and what gifts we bring to the table and how we truly value, how we truly bring value to something. What will happen is you will end up over promising and under delivering. And that's typically what people remember. Nobody likes feeling um, the feeling of abandonment and unfulfilled promises. He said, it doesn't matter what demographic you are in. You have to know who you are and what you are worth. 
He used for an example that that on ministry journeys, some pastors change their entire lens or scope of work all all the time and reinvent themselves at least seven times, different times. It's one thing to evolve, but when you try to be a jack of all trades and master of none, what it does is say that I don't know who I am. It doesn't mean you can't do other things, but what what but what are you the master of? It also doesn't mean that you have to be at the forefront of whatever you are good at. Just know where you can provide assistance. Minister Dante Moore summed it up by saying to communicate your value in a room and be consistent with using it. Truncate all that you do. And if you say you do something, be ready to show some receipts. What is it that you do well, either for the kingdom, personal relationships, or business? What is it that you do well? Because your work will follow your worth. Can I say that again? Because your work will follow your worth. Stop trying to be like other Christians. Instead, try to be like Christ. He said, let's work on who God called us to be and made us worthy to be and work out our salvation in the area and allow that to be what people can lean on. You are the salt and light of the earth. You are to preserve and shine. But how are you doing that? Identify what you are good at and preserve and shine in that area. That's kingdom life. Last week, we preached that kingdom life is living under the authority of the king, his word, and his spirit. The kingdom life is living a life lived under the authority of, God, of our king, who is God, and working to bring him glory in all aspects of our life. But in order to do that, you need to know who you are, who you are in the kingdom, and what you are worth. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Who am I in the kingdom? And what am I worth? For example, my gifting, your bishop, my gifting is in administration. I love doing missionary work. Anybody knows me knows that I love doing missionary work. So whatever area I work in, it will have something to do with administration and missions. I run several organizations using my administrative gifting, but they all have something to do with serving in some capacity. On the American Red Cross board, I sit on the missions committee, but I don't sit on philanthropy because my gifting is in serving, not in, in trying to get companies to give money. Now, because I don't know how to sometimes not show my administrative skills, I was recently asked to co-chair the missions committee, but, but that ended up putting me on the executive committee board for United, I mean, for uh, the American Red Cross of South Jersey. And then it also put me on the regional mission board for, for New Jersey. So although I'm doing a lot, I am still staying within my gifting because I know who I am and I know what I am worth. In our text, Psalm 32, it's really about sin, confession, and forgiveness. 
But in the latter verse, it talks about God's protection. The psalmist says that God will instruct us and teach us in the way that we should go. He will guide us with his eye. Not knowing who you are and your worth can actually lead to sin. But it's God's forgiveness and protection that is there for you. So confess not knowing who you are and uh, who you are that has led you to make bad decisions and step out of the will of God. Now recognize, but you now you now you recognize his grace of forgiveness and offer of protection as not to get into that same mess again. But verse nine says, do not like, do not be like the horse or the mule, which has no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. God wants you to know who you are and live according to his kingdom agenda. But you have to be willing to ask some tough questions and you have to be willing to admit that you don't know so that he can be able to show you where he wants you to be. Or maybe you think you know, but you're working in an area and you're not even really happy. You're not really, because you may not be doing what God has called you to do. You've been trying what other people have been trying. You've been, you've been walking in somebody else, another Christian's uh, destiny. You've been walking um, the way that they have been walking, but that's not where God called you to. But you're so busy looking at them that you think, oh, wow, what they're doing is special or what they're doing is receiving accolades. What they're doing looks good. What they're doing seems um, comfortable for you, but you're not satisfied because you're not walking in where God placed you. You're looking at somebody else instead of looking at Jesus Christ, which leads me into Colossians 2, 6 through 15, that believers and Jesus are told to live our lives in him. Uh, it says, as you therefore, um, as you therefore have received Christ the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So those verses six and seven indicates that Jesus is the, is the one we need to imitate and our identity is found in him. Verse seven it says, to, um, verse seven is to be rooted is a metaphor for receiving a, a substance from Jesus continually as a plant takes in its nourishments at the roots. But verses nine through 11 explains why Jesus is central to forgiveness of our sins, emphasizing his death and resurrection, as well as our role in dying with him to our sin and rising with him. So the kingdom life consists of imitating Christ, receiving nourishment um, from him and realizing that we are not perfect and we can still go boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. We have the keys to discovering who we are and knowing our worth so that we can effectively work out our soul salvation with fear and trembling. Church, guess what? The kingdom life is not just going to worship service on Sundays, wherever you go in person or wherever you get on virtually. 
It's not getting on a ministry. It's not just giving $5 a week when the, uh, the, the uh, $5 a week and then the rest of you, uh, the week you live life however you want to live. No, every day your life is working in collaboration with the Holy Spirit based on the word and will of God. Can I say that again? Every day your life is in collaboration with the Holy Spirit based on the word and the will of God. So this week, you need to ask those tough questions saying, Lord, I want to live the kingdom life, but I don't know who I am. Or either say, um, is who I believe I am in line with who you say I am? Am I using my gifts in the area that you designed? What am I passionate about? And am I imitating you while carrying out those passions? Before you can truly live a kingdom life, you have to discover who you are and what is it worth? So you've got to ask yourself some tough questions. You are the salt and light of the earth. You are to preserve and shine. But you've got to identify what you are good at and preserve and shine in that area. You are not too old and not too young. So I know some of you say, well, Bishop, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a senior now. And, and, and if I ain't did it, did it by now, I ain't going to figure it out by now. That's not true. If you are still alive, that means that God still has work for you to do. If you are still alive, breathing, you may not be able to walk like you used to. You may not be able to get around the way that you used to. You may not even have the finances like you used to. But guess what? You can still do something. So you've got to work in the capacity in which you are presently in. There, If you're still alive, there is something that you can still do. And if you are young, guess what? The best time to start figuring out who you are and what you uh, and what your worth is is when you're young, so that you don't make them so many mistakes as you get older. Because some of us we can't take back what we did, <laughs> but some of us we gotta say, oh well, it's it's uh, it's already done. We can't take it back because we did not know who we were. We did not understand what our worth was. So we made some mistakes. But if you are young now and you begin to ask those tough questions, you can begin to seek God and God will start to answer you by, by putting you in positions. Understand, understand, understand that sometimes there are times when we will ask the Holy Spirit to give us an answer, right? That answer, um, it's not like he, he got to figure it out. He already knows what the answer is, right? Sometimes he's waiting for you to yield and surrender so that when he gives you the answer, you are ready to receive it. Sometimes we harden our hearts so much uh, 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 against something that the Holy Spirit wants us to do that that he can't he can't get in there. So he don't waste his time. He don't waste his time answering you. So you've got to get to a place and your point says, I'm ready to hear what you have to say to me about who I am and what I am worth. I am ready to hear what it is that you want me to do. When he, he it's not like, you know, he can't, he don't know. He does know. He's waiting for you to soften your heart 
so he can tell you. Because some of you are saying, he don't talk to me. He don't say anything to me. I haven't heard from him. He doesn't, he ain't saying anything because he knows you're not going to listen. <laughs> but if you get to a place in your point where you surrender, surrender your heart, your life, your will, your mind to him, then he will give you the answer that you need to hear, right? So stop thinking in the negative. Stop thinking I'm too old. Stop thinking I'm too young. Stop thinking I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna, uh, it, it's, it's not for me or I don't, I don't have, a, I won't have a chance and an opportunity. You will, if you start, if you soften your heart and listen to the will of God, you say, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any abilities. I can't do certain things. That's because you're looking at other people. You're not looking at and, and watching to hear what the Holy Spirit says, I've given you to do. So what? You can't sing. I can't sing either, but there's something that I can do. So what? You can't dance. I can't dance either. <laughs> I'm stiff as a board, <laughs> but there's something I can do, right? And so what I do may not be popular. It may not bring popularity. Evangelism and missions is not a popular uh, gifting, all right? It's just not. But guess what? It's necessary to the kingdom. And so what you may do may not bring you popularity, but it's necessary to the kingdom. And so you've got to begin to, to ask those tough questions. Get yourself in position. Get yourself ready so that you can live out this kingdom life because he's calling you to it. He's waiting for you to walk in it because this is what he has ultimately purposed for all of us to do to be on the kingdom agenda and live a kingdom life. I pray that this uh, word has blessed you. I, I know I, I did a, you know, a, a shorter one, shorter version, but I pray that um, it was still uh, meaty enough for you to receive it and to know that um, there's still work to do, that we are to live a kingdom life, but you can't do that if you don't know who you are. You're going to be all over the place. <laughs> All right. You're going to be all over the place doing stuff that God never assigned your hands to do. All right. So let's ask those tough questions this week. I pray God. I hope this sermon impacted your life today. So much so that if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus into your life, would you please pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Now guess what? If you pray that prayer, you are now saved. But the next step is for you to get to a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church. If you are interested and becoming a member of our ministry, please contact us at 856-678-6144. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May God's grace be yours in abundance.